everyone, this is Hacker Public Radio. My name is Claude 2. This is Networking Basics Part 6. In this episode, we're going to set up a DNS server. Recursive. So, um, last episode, if you'll recall, we set up a gateway server to the internet. We made sure that our default IP tables were turned on, at the very least. And we also turned on a DHCP server so that we could distribute... IP addresses to our local network. If you'll recall, it was actually a lot easier than you might might have imagined it would be, I, I hope. Um, today we're going to be doing DNS, and there's not just one DNS server out there, like so much, so many other types of servers out there. Um, you know, like you have Apache Web Server, you have Nginx Web Server, you've got um, Lighty what is it, LightyPD or whatever, um, web server. So lots of different servers that essentially serve the same thing. Well, such is the case with DNS as well. The big famous one is Bind, B-I-N-D, which on the server you'll see running as, uh, at least on Red Hat, called NameD. That's the daemon that, that runs that particular service. Now, me, myself... I don't want to mess with bind. I don't know how to do that. So I use Mara DNS, M-A-R-A DNS. And Mara DNS is a lightweight and f- apparently very secure uh, DNS server that you can run on Red Hat or Debian or anything, really. Uh, and it's it's actually really easy to configure if there is such a thing as a DNS server that is easy to configure. So we're going to go through this. And you're going to keep in mind that I am not Dan Kaminsky. I do not know everything about DNS. And uh, we'll just kind of go through it with that in mind. So I've got a couple of these running, um, actually. And and they are quite... They're, they're fairly simple, honestly. They're, pr- they're, pretty, they're pretty neat. But you do have to know a little bit about DNS. You have to know where you want your traffic to go and all that other interesting kind of information. You also need to be aware that there are currently about two different versions of Mara DNS that seem to be kind of out in the wild, and they're just different enough to confuse you if if you blindly do an app to get install Mara DNS, or a blind yum install Mara DNS, because they might be giving you two different versions, and if you don't look at whether you're running a 1.x series or a 2.x series, uh, it'll be com- there, there's a certain thing that's completely different. The kind of DNS that we're setting up is called recursive DNS, meaning that you're not going to be a big authoritative, the only DNS server in town kind of server. You are something where you're intercepting DNS traffic on your network, you're passing it through your own zone file, and then if the information isn't in that zone file, then you're sending it back out into the or over to the internet DNS, and it gets resolved there. That's the only kind of DNS I've set up. So uh, it's it's a very useful kind of DNS to set up because you can define well, you can have your own zone files, right? You can say, well, I want this box over here to intercept all re- all requests or to receive all requests for slackermedia.local. And I want this box to get all of the 
requests for straightedgelinux.local. And if, if it's neither of those two, then go ahead and go out to OpenDNS out there in the World Wide Web and resolve it for me. So that's the power of recursive DNS, and that's the kind that I have set up, so that's the kind we are going to set up together. So MaraDNS comes prepackaged for a couple of different distributions. It did not come prepackaged in the Red Hat like the Red Hat network, so I had to just build a an RPM for that from the spec file that was included with MaraDNS. So it's a really easy compile and, and build and everything. I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, I believe that it is in Fedora repositories, although I could be wrong. I know for sure that it's in Debian, but of course it's a little bit of an older version. Um, I don't know if that has any security implications. I'm going to guess that it's not that 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 Debian security is probably on top of that. So I'm going to guess that that's not an issue. But like I say, there are two different versions. So if you're running the 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 the, the one that you get straight out of Debian uh, stable, then be aware that this is that that it's going to run one way, and the newer version, the 2.x series, has a completely different daemon that's going to be running for for the recursive DNS stuff. That said, we'll do the um, the older one because that is the one that I've got installed currently on my on the system that I have closest at hand. I will mention the difference for 2.0 though. So um, Mara DNS installs itself in or, or installs files in two primary places. Uh, there's obviously the daemon itself, which is in user bin or wherever it is. I don't really know. Hold on. User sbin, sorry, my bad. User sbin slash Mara DNS. But then there's the um, configuration files, which obviously go into slash Etsy. And one file is called Mara.rc. Sorry, Mara.rc. And then there's a folder called Mara DNS. And inside of Mara DNS, there's more stuff, which we'll get to in a minute. So Mara.rc is the configuration file that Mara DNS is going to look at when you start that daemon. And it, it can be ridiculously simple. I think they pitch that it can be all of three lines to actually function. Um, it's To me, it's not very useful at a three-line configuration, but depending on your needs, I guess that might be useful for someone. But the configuration is pretty simple. So... The first line that we need to establish in Mara RC is upstream underscore servers equal curly bracket curly bracket. So we're establishing that we have upstream servers. Then we establish what those are. So we say upstream underscore servers square bracket double quote dot double quote close square bracket equals quote two zero eight dot six seven dot two 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 dot two 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 comma two zero eight dot six seven dot two two zero dot two two zero double quote. That's kind of the thing that gives us the recursive power because or or that's the thing that gives us DNS resolution properly when our recursive DNS resolution does not function. So we're telling it just like it sounds, upstream server, meaning if you don't find the information you're looking for in my little DNS server cache then please go ahead and go out to these bigger servers out there in the world. That's what that does. If you don't have those lines set properly, or if you don't have those lines at all, um, then your DNS is going to stop 
in that box. And if you don't have a Google.com assigned to some IP address, uh, then people aren't going to be able to get very far. Which, I mean, might be great if all you want is a local network or something, but but probably not, that's not what you want. Hide underscore disclaimer, I say yes, because I don't want to be bothered by the Mara DNS disclaimer every time I start the daemon or whatever. No underscore fingerprint, I set as one. So again, that's sort of a positive negation, which I remember talking about recently. But uh, no underscore fingerprint equals one, meaning don't send out any fingerprint to anyone asking what kind of DNS server I'm running. Verbose underscore level, I have it set to three right now. Um, I should probably check on that and make sure that I'm not getting way too much information in my logs. Uh, Recursive underscore ACL equals double quote 192.168.8.0 slash 24 comma 127.0.0.1. So what we've said there is that we have a recursive DNS server running. We want everyone on this network, on the 192.168.8.0 slash 24, everyone in that subnet should have permission to use our recursive information, our our zone files and everything like that. And so should 127.0.0.1, which you may have seen before on your own computer. Uh, that's because 127.0.0.1, of course, is your loopback device. Uh, okay, so the next line is IPv4 underscore bind underscore addresses equals, quote, 192.168.8.8, comma, or actually 8.1. Sorry, I forgot that we're not in the real world. Um, so on your server that we set up last week, it would be, one nine, or last episode, would be 192.168.8.1, and then comma, space 127.0.0.1, close quote. And that simply is telling this server where to listen for incoming requests. That's all it's saying. So if if you set up, if this was a separate box, which in my case it actually is a separate box, uh, then it might have its own IP address, right? So you wouldn't have it on 192.168.8.1. You'd have it on some other IP address. But in this case, it's actually, it's 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 the same physical server so that's that's where you want any request for 192.168.8.1 should also be listening for dns requests and, and of, again so should 127.0.0.1 okay so then the cheroot directory and this is probably where they come up with all that secure stuff um yes they cheroot the zone files so it's cheroot underscore dir just in case you don't know what I'm saying, it's C-H-R-O-O-T underscore D-I-R, uh, and then equals, quote, slash Etsy slash Mara DNS slash quote. So we're saying don't let any DNS-related activity get out of my Mara DNS directory in the slash Etsy folder. I'm sure that could be modified. You could probably put that anywhere you want, but that's a good place to put it. It's got sane permissions and stuff like that. And then uh, CSV2 equals curly bracket, curly bracket, and then CSV2 square bracket, quote, slackermedia.local, period, close quote, close bracket, equals, quote, db.slackermedia.local, close quote. And that's the that's the configuration file for for your DNS server. Um, it's if you've ever looked into running a larger, more complex DNS uh, server, th- this is a lot more simple. It's it's a lot more manageable uh, if you're not a complete and total networking wizard. 
and yet it gets your feet wet into DNS, and so you really get to know, you know, all the typical points of failure and stuff like that. So this is kind of nice. The next thing that you need to create, then, is a zone file. And the zone file is kind of the, the, the thing in the DNS that defines your different um, hosts and, and what servers they're assigned to and what kind of mail servers you've got running and all these different things. If you have a domain through any, really any, um, you know, web hosting company, then you've probably, you've probably done this before, even if it's a little bit. I mean, I hadn't really played around with DNS a whole lot, but even I had, had done a little something with DNS, um, just with the little sites that I've got going on. So, you're, you're probably vaguely familiar with this, and, um, once you start creating your zone file, there'll probably be a lot of trial and error, but more or less, it's, it's, I, I hate, I don't want to say it's straightforward because it's, it doesn't feel straightforward, um, but it is fairly straightforward to some degree. Anyway, slash etsy slash maradns slash db dot slackermedia.local. That's our zone file, and it's going to be cherooted into this configuration directory, and the first line in it needs to be the start of authority, or the SOA. And uh, you can read all about the SOA and, and why it exists and what it all means and stuff like that. There's a lot of great information on this stuff online. It's, a, it's actually a, an engrossing read. I'm not going to try to get into it right now because I don't even understand it all. So, slackermedia.local, and then remember the dot after that. This is DNS. You place dots after the domain uh, names. Uh, you can tab over something, SOA, this is the start of authority, tab over again, slackermedia.local dot, and then some kind of contact information, uh, you know, clatu at slackermedia.local dot. And then there's a series of numbers that you're really supposed to have in the start of authority. Mara DNS will actually fill this in for you if you do not have those values uh, included. And, and they're values like a serial number, um, that helps sort of... It's almost a version control for, for DNS so that when there are zone transfers and things like that, y- it kind of knows which one is the 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 primary and the, the secondary zone uh, files and stuff like that. There's a refresh period. Uh, there's a retry to refresh this often. Uh, an expiration period, a time to... Uh, uh, what is it? Minimum time to live. So... Lots of different numbers that you can fill in. I don't know the best settings for you, especially if this was going to be something outside of an intranet. I'm going to assume that you're doing what I'm doing, and it's, it's just serving the your internal network and, and nothing more. So I have pretty simple values in there that I just ripped off of some website and copied, but you can read all about it and figure that out. And then you should end that entry with a tilde next line would be slackermedia.local dot tab over ns. Of course, that stands for, as you can probably guess, name server. So then tab over ns1.slackermedia.local dot end that line with a tilde. And then the second line, you do the same thing, except instead of ns1, you make that ns2. And all we're saying really is that the name server associated with slackermedia.local is this server. 
so we've just defined that the name servers are ns1.slackermedia.local and ns2.slackermedia.local. Um, so where do those point to? Well, this is where it gets cool, because now you can point... You can take, like, domains, and you can make an authoritative record for them that points it to a certain uh, server, a certain IP address. So ns1.slackermedia.local.tab-a... That's, this is an A record. You've, I'm, I know you've seen this in your your online web configuration screens. Uh, and then tab over 192.168.8.1, in this case, uh, in that line in a tilde. And then NS2, you could point it to the same box, 192.168.8.1. Or if you have another name server going somewhere, you know, you can, you can have a backup going. Um, slackermedia.local.tabmx tab 10, tab mail.slackermedia.local. That would be a mail server if you're going to be running one. I'm I'm not. I went ahead and put the record in there just so I could see it in my NS lookup or dig or host, but um, you don't have to. Mail.slackermedia.local. I've got an A record for that domain name going to 192.168.8.1. Again, again, just in case I decide I want to set up. I, I, I highly doubt I will. But if I ever do, that's where mail.slackermedia.local would go to. I configured a www.slackermedia.local. A record for 192.168.8.1. And it.slackermedia.local. A record 192.168.8.1. So you're just defining where, when someone types into their browser a certain name, where is it going to be sent to? Once it gets intercepted by your DNS server, what server, what IP address is it going to go to? You set that here, and it runs off and sends things all over the place. Um, and, and it's like magic, but it's really just your hard work and redoing this zone file until it works for you. And then finally, of course, you want to do a... Uh, well, there's a shorthand in Mara DNS, and there's a percent sign. And that means that this domain, just slackermedia.local... Dot, will have a, a record of 192.168.8.1 and in that line in a tilde. All the lines end in a tilde. All the domain names end in a dot. Um, and the shorthand is that you can actually, anytime you see slackermedia.local dot, you can actually just substitute it with the percent symbol. When I was setting this up, you know, it was my first time, I was a little bit nervous. I wanted to hard code everything. I wanted everything to be explicit. It's probably worse to do that because the the opportunity for typos is worse, but I just, I don't know, freaked me out that I could substitute the percent sign for something. I couldn't couldn't handle it, so I didn't do that. But uh, on the other DNS server that I set up, I did do that, and it works just fine. So, guess what? DNS is ready. All we have to do is start the service. So if we're on uh, Red Hat, then we would just say etc slash rc.d slash... Oh, no, we wouldn't on Red Hat. We, are, we, we would say service. Uh, space Mara DNS um, restart or start rather because I um, it, it's, it hasn't started yet so you'd start that and that would start Mara DNS on Debian it would be Etsy slash init D slash Mara DNS start and on Slackware there there is no Mara DNS script to start on Slackware I've never run Mara DNS on Slackware um, and I'm going to get to what they have that you can also use on other systems it's a cool it's a cool alternative, um, but anyway, so you get the idea. You're launching the daemon. The issue of Mara DNS 1.x versus 2.x is that the 2 series, the 2.0 series, 
they branched out, they, they made the recursive part of Mara DNS have its own little demon, and it's called Deadwood. I don't know. I don't know why they called it that. But that's what it's called. And so if you start up Mara DNS on a 2.0 Mara DNS install, it won't work. And you will spend a day, trust me, uh, trying to figure out what's wrong. And then you'll finally read the fine manual, and it will say, on the 2.0 series, you should start Deadwood for your recursive DNS server. You'll say, what's Deadwood? And you'll read up about it. And finally you'll figure out that Deadwood is the Mara DNS daemon for the recursive thing. So uh, you would have done, instead, if, if this was a 2.0, you'd do a service Deadwood start. And then that would... Um, start that. Or, of course, if it was a um, Debian box, it would be in, uh, etsy init.d deadwood start. So, there you go. That's um, that's how that works. Now, you should be able to ping um, the, the, the domain name slackermedia.local and you should see it going straight to that IP address that you assigned. Now, in this case, the IP address is the same as everything else, so that would be that might be a little bit difficult to see if we're actually um, getting that that right. But but there are of course a lot of other tools that we can use um, to to sort of reverse engineer this. Uh, one of them is the dig command. So if you do dig uh, slackermedia.local, you should see all of the records listed very clearly right there. It's so cool to see this stuff because you're like, I entered that information, I did that, and it tells you everything. It tells you the, you know, it's got that answer section and it says slackermedia.local dot 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 um, in A is 192.168.8.1 uh, and it says the name servers right there and it it just it's it's right there. It works. It's working. Um, and you can also, of course, do nslookup, although I've heard people lately talk down about that command like it's not cool anymore, so I feel bad about mentioning it now. But, um, yes, you can do an nslookup. You can do a Mara ask as well. There's a Mara ask tool. And um, I, I don't really use it, to be honest, but, um, but apparently... It's Ask Mara, sorry. Um, but apparently it's good for kind of troubleshooting. Uh, I think I did use it when I was setting it up the first time because it kind of... It directly asks Mara what what kind of results it's getting back and stuff like that. So um, I, I guess it's useful, but I, honestly, I, I just don't know a whole lot about it. Um, with those kinds of settings, you should now have a local DNS server running. It will, like I say, intercept all of your traffic on the way out to the the gateway server, to, to, which is also your router, you know, so that that's where it's going to be routed. It will intercept that DNS traffic, and it will look up the addresses and assign names, or it will rather it will look at the names and assign IP addresses to it, and, and send the packets to the appropriate place. The place where this gets really cool is when you start doing things like setting up internal web servers and stuff, because you can now... Well, I mean, it's actually still cool, because now you could SSH. You know, you could do, like, an SSH to uh, simply type in slackermedia.local, and suddenly, there I am. If I'm using SSH keys, which, of course, one should, um, we'll, we'll be logged into the machine just like that. And um, you're probably thinking, well, that's kind of cool, but couldn't I have just done that in Etsy uh, hosts? 
Well, of course you can do it in Etsy host. Um, absolutely, you can do that. But the problem is that if you're on a network, a big network, you know, college or something, or an office or whatever, you're not going to go around to every computer and and update the host files every time something changes, or or you know, copy the host files over to every single machine. Um, and I wouldn't even know how to do that on like a phone. You know, people now bring in their little phones, and maybe they'd want to go to the site on their phone or whatever if, via Wi-Fi. So I mean, it's just not practical. So the DNS server centralizes it; it makes it something that you can change once, and it propagates everywhere. So that's um, it's really slick, and and it's it's complete name resolution. So you know, it doesn't matter what you're doing; it doesn't matter if it's SSH, FTP, HTTP. Whatever you're doing, that name on that network gets resolved to a certain box on the network. Very, very powerful, very, very cool stuff. But even so, you make a good point, because Etsy host does have a um, a record of, of, na- of domain names and IP addresses, right? I mean, it, that's kind of what it is. Well, it turns out that there's a cool little tool called DNS Mask. And if I'm not mistaken that is DNS mask with a Q at the end. And I've never used it, but I have um, heard about it from people, and I've also uh, read about it in terms of setting up DNS on Slackware. And it's it's actually included on Slackware. It's one of the startup scripts that you can activate. So if you do an ls on slash etsy slash rc dot d um, rc dot Asterisk, you know, you'll you'll see. I don't know why you'd have to do that, but yeah. Anyway, um, Etsy slash RC dot D, you'd see an RC dot. There it is, DNS mask. Yeah, with a Q, and all that does. It's a very cool sounding thing. Like I said, I haven't actually haven't actually used it yet. But what it does is it uses it. It sets up a little DNS server that uses that boxes slash Etsy hosts file as as I guess, sort of as its domain, as its uh, zone file, almost. So that's um, that's pretty slick. I mean, that's actually really, really smart. But um, I wanted a little bit of experience with DNS beyond just DNS mask. But I, I'll probably play around with DNS mask at some point. But if you are having a hard time with Mara DNS, and maybe your goal really is just to get the DNS thing up and running, you may want to try DNS mask. I've heard that it's really effective and very, very easy to set up. If you can set up an SE hosts file, then you can set up DNS mask from what I've understood. So play around with that. Play around with DNS. It, it'll amaze you. It's just so cool. It's so ha- handy to have on your network. And next time we'll we'll go ahead and do the, the cool step of making an internal website. We'll, we'll start running a web server on our, on our gateway slash DHCP slash DNS server and uh, that way we can get people to go to our little internal site or, or internal wiki or something like that, you know. I mean, those are really cool to have, and they don't have to go to 192.168.8.1 all the time. They can just type in you know, slackermedia.local or, you know, my great home network.local, whatever you want. So that'll be very, very cool, and we'll do that next time. Join me, won't you? You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. 
Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All Binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.